in life, it's important to keep moving, constantly adjusting, and overcoming. With the many challenges that come their way, people hesitate to forge their own paths. Defiant of the odds, a few brave souls chose to tread the so-called road less traveled in pursuit of their goals and dreams. It's difficult enough as it is, but more so when you're running a billion peso public utility as its president and chief operating officer. I'm El Cid, back here for the last time this season two at Courtyard by Marriott Iliilo. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. Let's get you coffee, David. Coffeinated season two finale features a big name with a big heart. Mr. Roel Castro has spent years in the power industry before eventually taking the helm at More Electric and Power Corporation. Having been a key player in the fields of power generation and transmission, he's now devoting himself to power distribution in the city of love. As president and COO, he has been working toward modernization while integrating corporate social responsibility and ideal labor practices. With such experience, he has advocated heartfelt policies that humanize and celebrate the everyday working man. There is proof now that we are all capable of great things if only we have the right heart for it. Mr. Castro, thank you for sharing this last mug of season two with us. Thank you too for inviting, for inviting me. Thank you. So let's talk about your background a little. I mean, you graduated BS Agricultural Business in UP Los Baños. You have a master's degree from AIM. You have an MBA from the University of Navarra, and you took an advanced management program from UANP. Now, this is a very diverse set of schools and very diverse disciplines. So tell us about your, how the journey it was for you to get here in the City of Love with us. Yeah. Well, actually, I grew up in, uh, in a plantation. My father mm. used to be a plantation manager of MNZ. Uh, agricultural uh, plantation in uh, Davao Oriental, you know, and uh, well, I guess it was a very, very rich uh, uh, childhood, you know, where uh, you know, within the neighborhood, halos uh, ka age namin, no, and then uh, of course, I mean, we were in one compound, and we would play tennis, do this, do that, go to school together, so the bonding actually was so strong that. Uh, when, uh, well, when it was time for me to decide which course to go you know, for college, uh, I was always struck by that. You know? So I said, well, why don't I take agribusiness? You know? So I could go back and work in a plantation, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, bring up uh, the family the way that we were brought up. Mm. You know? uh, uh, very, very, very happy and very lively uh, childhood. You know? uh, kaya lang. Well, I, I guess, well, that's why I pursued BS Agribusiness in Los Banos. Uh, and, well, kaya lang, I think uh, the agriculture then, uh, during the time of my father, and the agriculture during our time you know, has changed. Mm. Uh, well, during the time of my father, there were big plantations, you know, uh, multinationals, while the 80s, no, that was when there was also change in political uh, uh, perspective, no? landscape rather. Uh, land reform came in, mm. no? uh, multinationals, I mean, uh, the, the, well, there were pressure on multinationals. So uh, little by little, that 
the, the, the plantation type of, uh, of uh, business started to, to change. Uh, so, well, that was also when I saw na, okay, mukhang hindi naman, uh, I mean, that's not my, uh, that may not be my, uh, uh, how should I say it, my, uh, my, my future, my direction. But, you know, for a while, I uh, worked with the plantation in Davao, with the banana plantation. Uh, I stayed there for about six six months. Uh, I was a, uh, uh, how should I say it, a management trainee. You know, uh, fresh out of college, uh, did some uh, you know foundation work, but came back to Manila. Uh, well, at the time it was a bit uh, hot, no, in Davao, no, mm. and uh, well there were some incidents that happened actually you know, that forced me out of the uh, plantation. Mm. So I went back to Manila. Uh, I taught in the university for uh, one semester. Uh, then I was with. Uh, then I moved to Central Bank. Now, I did supervisory credit with uh, the Banco Central. Uh, then, well, from there, uh, I moved to Cagayan de Oro mm. to work with a development bank, and that was where I really stayed, I would say, uh, quite long, no? about 11 years, mm. uh, doing development uh, work uh, for a bank. No? So, you know, developing... Uh, uh, empowering farmers you know, uh, from subsistence, uh, uh, being subsistence farmers to you know uh, forming them into cooperatives, you no, know, and uh, you know do- doing uh, uh, joint marketing, you no, know, and then putting the financing, so forth and so on. And I and I saw the fruits of those uh, uh, of those development works. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, well, while in the bank. Uh, I thought that uh, probably it would be good if I could also do uh, advanced studies, no? I mean, master's uh, or graduate studies. But I'm very fortunate that the bank actually sponsored my uh, my one year in AIM. No? So, uh, uh, well, it was, I think, a very ideal setup where uh, I was still employed, uh, but I was in school, no? and I was enjoying school, uh, because, uh, well, I, I guess in, uh, in the program that we had in AIM, uh, it was really, you know, I mean, our experiences really helped. No? I mean, and uh, uh, had uh, a good uh, uh, network mm. with my classmates you know, from uh, all over uh, Asia. No? So uh, then after that, what was it? After I went back to the bank, then uh, I actually joined USAID. Again, uh, development work, but this time economic development work in uh, in Mindanao. Uh, I was in charge of uh, northern Mindanao. So uh, I formed uh, different cooperatives, you know, uh, high-value vegetable cooperatives, and for the first time that we were actually doing marketing, you know, straight marketing to Manila, you know, not passing through uh, middlemen. You know? So, uh, and these were high-value crops, you know? uh, lettuce, uh, broccoli, you know? and uh, uh, we even entered into uh, contracts with uh, the big uh, food chains. You know? So, uh, uh, again, I mean that part of development work, you know, where in uh, 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 how should I say it? It is uh, uh, well 
skirting the traditional uh, mm. the traditional uh, uh, way no so that one flourished so i was with ai uh, with aid then my former boss invited me to work in manila and this was the turn of the century uh 2020 i uh, well convinced my my wife no? and she was okay no? to move to manila Uh, well, my former boss was with uh, the power industry, so that was my first foray into uh, into power. Mm-hmm. So uh, did some you know consulting jobs. Then from there, about it already. Well, I would say, uh, yeah, for what over 20 years now. No, in this industry, started with uh, uh, I was part of the uh, transition team or even the valuation team no, that. Uh, when we uh, put in our bid for the National Grid Corporation of the Philippines, or for Transco, no? and this was, I think, at that time, the biggest uh, uh, privatization of the government. No? And uh, yes, yeah, so I was part of the evaluation team, which eventually won the bid. Uh, then I uh, led the co-led rather the uh, transition team. No? So. Uh, From the hands of Transco, which was government, no, to the hands of NGCP, uh, private sector. Uh, so uh, I, I, I was part of that team. Then, uh, well, of course, corporate. Uh, there were corporate uh, battles, no? mm-hmm. and uh, well, at the end of the day, uh, well, our group were uh, was bought out. No? So. Uh, Then, uh, well, went back to my, uh, well, at the time, it was a brown company, uh, uh, my mother company. So uh, then from that, we also developed a new power plant. You know? mm. And this is now the Palm Conception Power Corporation, which is in Conception, Iloilo, 135 uh, megawatt coal-fired plant. You know? So uh, it started from ground zero. It started mm. from zero. Uh, Then what was it after that? Yeah, and then uh, of course I mean in between I took my uh, advanced management course you know, in uh, in Spain together with uh, yeah I'm in a program together with UANP uh, again uh, to break the monotony mm. uh, I mean of work and pressure and everything day to day work so I did my uh, advanced uh, management executive management program then came back then uh, yeah from there. Uh, I got invited by uh, uh, by Mr. Razon no, to uh, well uh, to come to Iloilo no for more power and I guess uh, well it was a bit fitting no because uh, well I, I I had about what seven years uh, working in uh, PCPC no so I was in and out of Iloilo so uh, before uh, the invitation well I was quite Uh, uh, adept, and I was quite aware of the uh, uh, of the issues no, of uh, Iloilo. Mm. So uh, I think that's the well, long and short of the journey. <laughs> so we're going to talk more about uh, more power later on. Sure. But I actually, got two things, uh, main things from what you just said. First is uh, you created opportunities for you to grow to break the monotony of uh, right. being in the working in the workplace, but also that there were. Heavily diverse experiences, yes. not only from the industries that you were in, but the type of work that you did and the geographical setting. Yes. So, how did these diverse experiences really shape your 
person today, like how you are today, yeah. how would you say that helped you? Yep. Actually, you know, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, it is really your, let's say, management principles mm. or your personal values. No? I mean, that would count because, uh, well, in, in either, well, in whatever industry you may be. I mean, you may be in uh, power, you may be in banking, you may be in retail, no? But the principles of uh, of management, the values, no, of the person, are the ones that actually, you know, mm. uh, that, that 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 are that would stay, no? So, uh, like for one, regardless of what uh, or, or of what industry I was in. But the principle always of, I mean, how could we improve? Hmm. How could we help people? You know, how could we add value you know, to the company, add value to the people, uh, create opportunities, software, and so on? I think those are the uh, the principles. You no, know? I mean that again, regardless of what industry, those things I, translate no matter that's the industry. Yeah. That's right. In fact, I remember uh, when. Uh, I, I, I had a speaking engagement, I think it was in London, and uh, I was uh, introduced as a speaker. And uh, the one, uh, well, the MC who was reading my CV, you know, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I saw from his uh, facial reaction when he read my resume saying that I'm in agribusiness, mm. you know, and I was actually going to deliver a paper on power. <laughs> No? So, uh, and, uh, well, right there and that, I mean, he asked me that question. I mean, you, you graduated agribusiness and now mm. you're in power. I told him, well, you know, in agribusiness, we were taught how to plant. Mm. No? And now there's a plant. I thought these two plants are the same, so, but it's a power plant. <laughs> uh, joking aside. Now, again, regardless of what the industry is, regardless of what uh, the services are, the products are, I think it's the principles that uh, you know that stay. Okay, so let's talk about uh, you breaking the monotony for uh, with uh, learning opportunities, right? Or growth opportunities. How do you generate these opportunities? Uh, yeah, I, I, I well, I, I think it's a very good observation though, because I would always, uh, you know, I mean, one, once you know, once pressure is too much, no, I mean, then it's uh, you know sometimes. Uh, you, you you start to see the small things. You, know? you start to see the trees. You don't see the forest you know? because you're uh, you, you you're in too much involved you know? in the day to day or mm-hmm. the small things you know? that you forget the big things. Now, at some point, probably I would say uh, I'm quite uh, sensitive to that. I'm quite fortunate that I'm able to actually say no, no, no. I mean, uh, now I'm starting to. Uh, to see the trees. No? Mm. Then I start to, you know, uh, look for ways on how I could go out of that. No, uh, but always in a, you know, uh, in a um, in a manner that, you know, I would have there would be uh, added value. Mm. No, so it would always be the university. No, so I remember when I was in the bank, it was already. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went to, uh, to, to, to the president and to the chairman, to, uh, chairman, and I told them, well, you know, I mean, if you'd like me to grow in this bank, mm. why don't you send me to school? <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, yes, of course, I mean, we can look into the day-to-day things, you know, but I think somebody should be looking at the bigger things. So send me to school, uh, give me a scholarship for one year, 
then uh, and that was exactly what happened. Mm. Uh, so from a day-to-day thing, uh, then now you start to go into the bigger things. Not a lot of people would actually have the courage to ask that from their boss. Uh, like, you know, to try and tell them, uh, if you want me to do my job better, then do this thing for me. So it's, uh, yeah. how, how, how is, it, is it just the difference in generation? Because a lot of young people now, yeah. for example, it's difficult for them to try and generate opportunities like that because... Uh, it's difficult for them to think, yeah, I'm qualified for this, and I have the right amount of uh, leeway to do this and that, especially when you go to a an entry-level job uh-huh. and then they ask for five years' experience, things like that. So how, do you, how did you get the courage or the mindset to go get things like that? Yeah, well, uh, I would say it, 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 it's not easy. Mm. Uh, I mean, it didn't come easy. It didn't come... Uh, yeah, I mean, as if it was enough. Uh, you know, it really entailed hard work. No? And when I say uh, entailed hard work, uh, it is you know, when, when you see, when you start to feel that they see value in you, mm. no? and you know you're confident that you can actually add value no? if you would have this opportunity. In my case, uh, if I was given uh, the opportunity to do my uh, graduate school, uh, and I was telling them that, you know, uh, with what you want me to do, and this is what I can do, give me a break of one year, and mm. we will do it together. So uh, it, did, it didn't come easy. No? I mean, uh, well, of course, I mean, after how many years of, uh, uh, you know, the performance evaluation, you, 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 you get very good... Uh, uh, you, 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 you get promoted, you get to see this. No? So it means that they see value in you. Now, then at that point, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shy no? or I wouldn't even be fearful mm. to tell them that, I mean, if you see value in me, this is the way I see how, how I could add value more to the company. And it allows you to take control of your own destiny. Yes. So it's work ethic that drives your confidence. That's correct. Mm. That's correct. Now, a lot of people that I've spoken to, uh, they talk about how they're not qualified or they're not ready for these things. Most of the time, I try to tell them that uh, you don't become ready for the role before you take the role. Sometimes you grow into the role as you take, as you are already in the role. So let's worry about uh, your qualifications beforehand. Try to focus on doing the work focus on the work, not really on the title or the classifications. So a lot of this now is tied to education, right? So how mm-hmm. important was education for you? Because I'm hearing that education was gro- important for your growth in general, especially even when you were already working, that you demanded it. Yeah, definitely education for me you know, is very important because, uh, well, for one, I mean, that is where you really would have, you know, I mean, you, you, you gain knowledge. I mean, that's one. But that is, well, for me, that's only half of the story. Mm. You know? Because the other half of the story, you no, know, it's really the mindset. Mm. You know? And, uh, well, this is even what I tell, uh, I keep on telling people, you know, is, uh, you know, uh, your skills. You know? I mean, definitely, I mean, we start with skills. Mm. Definitely, we start with that. You know? But what is important is that we have to have the right mindset. You know? So skills alone is not enough. Mindset alone is not enough. No? So it has to be a combination uh, of the skills, 
which I call uh, the hard part and the soft skills, which is really the mindset. Mm -hmm. no? So, uh, if you actually have both, no? then uh, you know that you have the skills, you have the science, no? and if you also know that you have the right mindset, mm. no? for me, I mean, that's the formula, I guess. And with your mindset, it's all about making things better and improving Correct. and innovation. Yes. So, how great is it for you to chat to transfer from industry to industry how is your transition going especially now with uh, here in Iloilo City like uh, how is it important for you to have that mindset of always get, uh, making things better and innovating yeah uh, well you know I, I, I think this is something very inherent in me no? I mean as a person because I remember even uh, way back college no I would always, I would always challenge conventions. Mm -hmm. I would always challenge. Okay, I mean, this if this is how things are done, fine. I mean, that's good. But how can we still improve? Mm. What is it that we can, you know, tweak and put? You you sound something? very much like a UP student. Ah, uh, well, <laughs> I, I I I guess yeah. Well, education, and I think it's also uh what do you call this it's also the uh, you know the personal development mm. you know? uh of course through time uh, well i've been uh, also with uh, with some organizations but not really organization no? but uh, let's say my uh i've been quite exposed and involved in opus day mm. you know? so uh, and it is always and that is the uh uh, what uh, you know saint Jose maria keeps on saying mm. uh, i mean you know your work uh, our day-to-day -day work is actually a way for us, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a form of prayer. It's mm -hmm. a form of how, how can you, uh, because sometimes, you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, when I was young, it was so difficult to think how could you work and pray. Uh, we think that, I mean, time, you know, I mean, you need time to work and you need time to pray. No, but what was, uh, what uh, Saint Jose Maria is saying? Your work can actually be prayer. I mean, if you work well, I mean, you offer it. You do. Mm. Then while you're working, you're praying. No? Mm. It's really putting, you know. Uh, so you know, I mean, this drive no? uh, has always been uh, has been part of me. Now. I mean, if you can improve on things, you know, if you can uh, if you can do something you know, and improve, and I think yeah, it's a combination of our. Uh, preparation in UP, mm. you know, because I remember in UP we would always, I mean, and also AIM, I would say, I mean, the professors would always challenge you, mm. right? even to the point of saying, well, it's, is, that, is that your best? Mm. I mean, <laughs> you know, then you get challenged, mm. then you get, uh, you know. <laughs> if you demand the best from yourself, you begin to demand it from others as well. Correct, yes. Okay, so it is on that note that we're going to take a break. Iloilo grows, so do the dreams of every Ilongo. By powering homes, we empower our consumers to dream of brighter futures. More Power's family of dedicated men and women have stuck by their mandate to provide the most efficient, cost-effective, and secure power distribution. We did much in 2020. More Power's linemen and engineers deployed a 10 MVA mobile substation, rehabilitated poles and other assets, and conducted preventive maintenance across all substations. 
it is their service and sacrifice that have contributed to a much improved consumer experience, and they are ready to do more. By 2025, 10 substations will cater to the city's power demands. With this much capacity, we'll be bringing more light to Ilongo homes and businesses. Throughout the next five years, more power's frontliners vow to maintain our long-term principles. Continuity of supply, capacity building, and technological competence. With their commitment, a number of projects are set to take shape. New substations will be acquired to increase energy capacity and prevent overloading. These will be constructed to accommodate bustling districts plus an additional two mobile substations. Supervisory Control and Data Acquisition or SCADA networks will be implemented to better monitor energy flow, identify faults, and respond faster to unscheduled power interruptions. SCADA networks are digitized, allowing for more detailed information tracking in real time. Power lines and substations will undergo rehabilitation to repair and upgrade old or outdated conductors as necessary. This stabilizes and secures transmission lines to lessen and avoid power disruption. New KV lines will be laid out. This ensures continuity of power supply to fuel growth and expansion in commercial and residential areas. These new lines will be in more ergonomic locations with better material for protection against cutting and other disturbances. To carry out all these are the dedicated crew of more power. Their efforts will almost double the MVA capacity of Iloilo City. The foundations for Iloilo's rise to one of the top cities in the country will be built on the shoulders of our servicemen. Additional substations, digitized information banks, modernized power lines, and a larger inflow from the NGCP will benefit consumers across the board. Ilongos may plan ahead without worrying about an unstable or unaccommodating power supply. We see an Iloilo city built by Ilongos in the white and green of more power. We are all committed to the principles this company was built upon. Continuity of supply, capacity building, and technological competence. This translates to stability, efficiency, and an improved consumer experience in the years to come. The future is looking brighter and brighter thanks to the public servants who connect consumers' homes to their dreams. We've done so much in 2020, but there is more in store. So welcome back on Coffeinated with here with more power Iloilo's president and COO, Mr. Roel Castro. So sir, we have a segment here in uh, uh, Coffeinated where we show our guests the different photos from their social media and then they're supposed to provide more background and context towards the photos. Don't worry, they're all very <laughs> wholesome. Don't worry, they're all very wholesome. So here's your first Ah, okay. I think I was with my wife and 
Uh, uh, no, not my wife. My uh, high school uh, classmates. Uh, <laughs> my high school classmates. But I know it was my wife who took that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this was in UP, UP Diliman. UP Diliman. Yeah, they, uh, well, I remember the years ago they came to Manila and uh, of course we had a reunion so mm. I brought them around you know, and uh, showed them uh, the campus if necessary we can just cut out the part about your wife yeah. <laughs> ah well that's okay <laughs> <laughs> and then here's the next photo this one ah yeah uh, actually here's uh, I, I i was a ninong to one of uh, uh, the father actually is my uh, batchmate in uh, sa Upsilon, mm. you know? and uh, yeah, I think he was. This, this was a confirmation, you know? mm. uh, and uh, now I think he's already yes graduated, you know? and his uh, yeah that's Miguel uh, Miguel Vargas you know? mm. and uh, and the mother. And this is a more less uh, formal photo, but uh... oh. Ah uh, yeah, again that's high school. Uh, you know, I mean, our high school batch mm. has been, uh, you know, the four years in high school, I think, uh, well, just like anyone, high school would always be the most memorable uh, years, no? Mm. Uh, yeah, so that one actually, we had a reunion, I think, uh, that was after 25, our golden, uh, no, sorry, silver anniversary, no? So, uh, yeah, so all of us... Barcada? Yes, yeah. <laughs> All of us actually uh, went back to Zamboanga, you know, mm. where I uh, studied uh, high school. Uh, so even our classmates from uh, the U.S. and uh, from all other parts of the world came home, you know, and we did reunion. And, well, I remember, we actually graduated, we actually marched uh, during this uh, occasion, you know, because during our graduation, our real graduation in 1983, we were not able to march, no? Mm. I mean, it was a bit, uh, uh, well, medyo magulo in Zamboanga, no? There were, well, uh, bombings, no, here and there. Mm. So, uh, the, the, the school canceled the, uh, you know, the graduation march, no? So, we did it. So, you after marched 25. after 25 we did. years. We did. And uh, actually, we, uh, we actually were in our high school uniform. Well, actually, that, picture would have been more nagfit ko ba ida we had to okay magpatahi ulit but we we enjoyed that so much because uh, again i mean uh, it was the fun no? and even our teachers no? who were ano to, attended mm. no? and uh, it was funny no because uh, for the first time and I, I and i don't know if whoever did it no but in our case, we actually gave awards to our teachers. Mm -hmm. No, uh, of course. I mean, we were one of the most uh, um, most memorable classes in uh, sa mga teachers, no? Kasi ang gulo namin, no? We would strike uh, classes, no? And buong klase, mm -hmm. no? Uh, so we were notorious, actually. So uh, because of that, our batch uh, was quite known. But, uh, you know, I mean, in fairness, we actually uh, gave them uh, awards. No, we, we were the ones who awarded our teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have our last two photos, sir. Oh. So here's our... Um, <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I think the most important picture there is uh, what I'm holding. Mm. So, 
Ah uh, yeah, I mean that's pritong uh, saging, no? Uh, actually, that's just recent. I think that was uh, last year during the pandemic. During the pandemic, and uh, I vis yeah, Doctor Banyas actually uh, invited me in uh, uh, in Tambalisa, no? So uh, I spent an evening there. But uh, well, of all pictures, bakit yung may hawak akong ano? Pritong <laughs> saging. <laughs> And finally, this photo. Ah, yeah. That was also last year. Uh, yeah, I remember when um, there was scarcity of PPEs in, mm. uh, in Iloilo. At no? the start of uh, the, the pandemic. At the start of the pandemic. No? And, uh, well, well, we couldn't buy. No? I mean, for the city, for, our, for the frontliners, no? and... Uh, Nag-usap kami niya ni Mayor, no, and I, you know, talk to Mr. Razon. I mean, if there's something in Manila that could be sent, and immediately, I think two days, three days after, he sent actually by chopper, no, because at the time I don't know if flights were canceled already, suspended, no, and. Uh, yeah, and we brought actually thousands of PPEs no, that we donated to uh, to the city. No? So uh, yeah, I mean that one is. Takot naman ako akala ko. That actually brings me to the next question because uh, an interesting element of uh, more powers uh, uh, taking over over the distribution. Utility here in Iloilo City is the fact that when you when you took over on February twenty eight twenty eight like I think a few weeks later yeah suddenly it was the pandemic correct so how did you go through that process like you just took over like just took over and then suddenly you're hit with a pandemic it was actually one of the most difficult periods no you know when we started there was no we didn't have any data I mean. Well, we had we were able to uh, you know get some data from uh, from the ERC, uh, but uh, the data were not dated. Mm. You know? I mean, for consumers, you know, on the system, and uh, before we took over, we were just looking at the system from outside. I mean, we were not uh, because we didn't have access uh, inside, so we were just looking from outside. So, true enough, yeah, Feb twenty eight, twenty nine, uh, we took over. Then March 16, no? uh, it was already uh, ECQ. Uh, very difficult because, uh, well, again, I mean, we were just starting with our organization. Of, mm. uh, well, before that, uh, I had about, we were about 60, no? uh, mm. but we needed about 200. No? So uh, we were in the process of actually recruiting uh, and then uh, we actually had to replace, I remember our first program then, no, was to read all the meters at one, well, at least within one week, no, because that will be the starting, uh, the start data no, of all the uh, meters uh, for all, well, at the time, 62,000 uh, meters, no, and, uh, well, we were not familiar if mm. we were, were this, no. So it was very difficult. In fact, that difficulty, uh, well, I would say, uh, brought us 
well gave us at least one year before we could uh, we could have solved most of them mm. no uh, in fact well i'll be very candid that even until now there are one or two or few no the uh, meters or consumers who would actually come to us and say that you haven't read our meters since last year mm. no uh, but of course i mean these are just uh, uh, remnants na lang to, no but yeah i mean at the time very difficult. And then we couldn't actually enter barangays. Because mm. no? lockdown. Mm. No? And there was no, uh, there, 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 were, there were no guidelines yet. I mean, there were no clear guidelines. So it was really a struggle. So it's not just you transitioning as a new company, new player, the regular things, that, which would already be difficult. There's also the lack of cooperation that led to several problems that dropped out after. That yes. you're still dealing with now. That we're still dealing with now, but I I would say I mean in terms of, medyo mababa na, but uh, yeah because uh, I remember uh, when we came in we actually had to replace about fifteen thousand uh, electric meters, mm. no because uh, prior to entry prior to takeover when we did when we were looking at it from outside we already counted that there were about fifteen thousand defective and old meters and some of them are still there actually most of them um, not not most sorry a number of them are still there you know, that we have to replace you no know? so uh well we were ready with that program but we couldn't uh, roll it out because uh, it, it, it was on lockdown you know? so well i would say it was very very difficult but uh, yeah, and then, uh, so given with all the, these challenges, right, uh, with electricity being a basic human need, uh, there are so many voices, so many opinions, so much pressure that comes with the industry. How, in your head, take us to the mind of Mr. Castro about how you wade through, how do you handle the stress? How do you maintain your mental health despite all the pressure? <laughs> Well, how, how do I do it? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, Iloilo has very uh, good choices of food, so you <laughs> distress <laughs> uh, No, but no. Actually, it is. Uh, it is just staying focused on the mm. job. No? Uh, yes, true. I mean, there are so many things to be done. There are so many things to be uh, to, uh, that we have to attend to on a daily basis. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, there are just actually for me uh, three things no, that we have to look into and uh, well that that would spell it out one is uh, the rehabilitation no? because we couldn't uh, i mean we couldn't bring ilo ilo to the next level no if our facilities are still the antiquated facilities mm -hmm. no? dilapidated antiquated so uh that one, rehabilitation. Actually, it's rehabilitation together with modernization that we're start that we're doing now. No, so it's being done at the same time. Number two is of course uh, the rates. Mm. No? and I think on the rates we've already uh, brought down on the average over one peso twenty centavos. No, uh, average rate versus the previous deal. No? Mm. So, uh, and uh, well, very recently, we were able to have uh, very cheap contracts, no? uh, which, again, the Ilongos are already uh, are enjoying. And I hope uh, we could further bring it down or at least maintain low rates no? when we finish the competitive selection process, which should start 
uh, well, which should kick in by uh, January of next year mm. you know, for the long-term contracts. And number three, customer service. Customer service in terms of one, uh, quick response. No? Uh, whenever there are complaints, uh, well, for whatever it is, no? I mean, we should be able to uh, respond to it. No? And, uh, well, admittedly, I would say, um, well, we, we, we are not able to do 100% yet. No. And, uh, well, you, you know, when we started just last year, eh, just last year, we started February up to December. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we had to cater to over 240,000 complaints, uh, comments, no? uh, so forth and so on. Mm. No? So, uh, well, it was quite overwhelming. Mm. No? Uh, of course, we had to... As, uh, we, 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 we had to classify no, which are the ones that would need immediate response, which are those that would need, you know, I mean, that could be responded later. No, But yes, and I would uh, admit that there were, you know, a uh, few clients no, who would say, well, I complained or made my complaint. But, uh, but again, I would say that's, uh, I mean, that happens, but I'm not happy yet. So uh, hopefully, uh, with the improvement of, uh, well, we're putting in new systems now, uh, internal processes in the company that we should be able to address to all of this. And, uh, you know, we were not anticipating, we didn't mm. anticipate that we would have 240,000 yes. oh. complaints when we started. No? Uh, we were looking at the usual. Mm. Uh, that's why uh, even our EEE, uh, even our customer care, the helpline, no, and the uh, yeah, the helpline specifically, we actually had to double, triple the people mm. right, because of the volume no, that came in. Uh, so uh, customer service and, of course, uh, being able to uh, explain no, uh, our, especially the billing, because there were, well, uh, I would say some differences no, with the previous deal no, that uh, we are actually correcting. No? Mm. So, uh, although it may take time, uh, it may uh, need some adjustments also uh, from the consumers, no? and we are cognizant about it, but uh, yes, I mean, we, we, we have to somehow instill the discipline. Because one practice, no, I'll tell you, in the past, uh, whenever there's a uh, wake, mm. uh, actually the electricity that's being consumed there uh, is uh, connected to the secondary lines. Mm. No, uh, no payment, no anuto. And for the longest time, uh, I, I, I don't know, but I mean, this is what I hear. Uh, for the longest time, they thought that that was, well, it was a practice, and they thought that that was the same practice that mm. we would carry forward. No? Mm. And we said, no, hindi naman pwede. Mm. No? Uh, well, so we had to actually change, uh, you know, <laughs> culture, <laughs> that essentially. culture, mm. you no, know? and of course, maraming nagalit, maraming na ano to. But I mean, you know, I mean, these are some things that we have to, uh, you know, we have to absorb, you no, know, but still stick, you no, know, to I mean, what is within law, what is within uh, within uh, uh, within business bounds, you no. Know? So. But I mean, I mean uh, you talk of that. I mean, uh, well, uh, of course. I mean, we've heard about uh, uh, some barangay officials, no? Uh, and they thought again, uh, pwede, 
Naka, naka-submitter, pwede silang nakakabit lang doon mm. sa ano to. Which again, I mean, we're trying to change. So, ano to? I mean, we're getting a lot of resistance. We're getting a lot of ano to. But again, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, uh, for as long as we know that we're doing it lawfully. And you focus on the work. And we focus on the work. And we explain. I mean, we go to the explain, uh, extent of really explaining and letting them understand. But of course, I mean, uh, it may not be that easy. But still, focus lang. Actually, you gave me three things, right? You broke it down to three things, which were rehab and modernization, uh, rates, and customer care. But those three things are different Everests that you have to climb in order to fix, mm-hmm. given where you started from. Yeah. So, and the thing is that when you work on all of these mm-hmm. things that are incredibly challenging, and there's so much to work to do there, you can't just uh, look at the entire Everest in this case, but take each step, right? So there's a certain process to it. So what does the future hold for more power in Iloilo yeah, with I, I uh, think, all these um, processes? Yeah, well, uh, let me comment first on, uh, on your first, uh, uh, on the first part. Now. Uh, well, actually, it really boils down, you know, in management, it really boils down to, you know, having competent people. No? So, uh, of course, from yeah. where I sit as the CEO, I mean, those are the three things that I look into. Uh, but those, let's say, within the uh, rehabilitation and technical and modernization, which is basically the technical group, mm. no? uh, they're focused there. And of course, I mean, they have their own breakdowns mm. no? of the, uh, I mean, of the things. Na, na to. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think important is you really have to have competent people, and at the same time, you know, people who share the same, uh, the, the, the same vision and have the same passion. No, because that way uh, you're able to translate. No? So hindi ikaw na. I mean, you don't need to do and micromanage. No, because I mean, you have these competent people who are able to translate. No? You the, built that trust. Yes. And you yeah. built the trust among each other. That's right. Mm-hmm. No? And uh, yeah, building trust and then uh, you know motivating uh, each other. No, helping each other. Uh, fill in and see what are the things na medyo uh, weak sila, no? that's what you fill in, no? and so basically having a very strong management uh, and the management team, no, is really the key. So with that in mind, what is your, what would you say is your leadership style? No, my leadership style is uh, I, I give directions, mm. I give them the freedom. Mm. No? I mean, uh, I always, uh, well, my my, uh, I would say. Uh, my principle now is uh, when I say now, no, because I mean it, it, it quite evolved from uh, let's say twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, it was as if well, if you're the boss, you should know everything. Mm. No, but now it is actually I give directions. You know the things that you're supposed to do. Okay, I give them the freedom to exercise that. No? I mean, of course, I mean there are they, they do it. There, there are. Uh, personal styles no, when they do it. But what's important is that when you have a very strong vision of the company, when you have a very strong branding mm. uh, for the company, uh, these are the things that would uh, that would gel, you know, uh, put all of those, uh, you know, the individuality that you have. Once you build a strong company culture. Yeah, because like, uh, well, uh, just, uh, just an example no, is I mean, of course, I mean, we have our own styles, our own, but, you know, there are 
styles that may not that shouldn't be your style that shouldn't uh, be working you know, that couldn't work like I mean if your style is to come on meetings uh, late mm. that cannot work mm. I mean because our corporate culture our brand is that I mean when you say I mean we start at, at eight o'clock everybody's there at eight no so being uh, prompt being being professional being an so that is what we define uh, at the company level but in terms of uh, how do you I mean, how do I solve this problem? This uh, individual roles. Yeah, oh, because again, that is where his technical competence comes in, no, and the right mindset uh, to execute it, no. So that is where, again, I mean, you you, you need that uh, that competence. So I me again, I mean, I'm uh, I, I finish agribusiness, <laughs> okay. Uh, Again, I mean, I'm not into the uh, you know the the technical side of electricity uh, to compute for the, the 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 different formula. I mean, that's beyond me, okay? and that's why I mean we have uh, we have competent people below that. But for as long as we're able to clearly agree and see the same objectives, you no, know, then the technical part which they are prepared for, you know, would translate it uh, into the work, no? Like, I mean, uh, an example right now is um, when we came in, uh, there were many feeder outages, mm. right? I mean, the whole feeder, so the whole uh, feeder one, feeder two would go, uh, would gunk out. So I said, well, that cannot be. You know, so uh, I know that we can sectionalize it. So if there will be faults, it will just be one section, not the whole and the So mm. you, if there's going to be a fault, it's not the whole uh, 3,000 consumers connected to that that mm. will be affected, but only 300, and so forth and so on. So they now translate that. Mm. No, because again, the, uh, the, the, the vision is we want to give good service. So I don't want 3,000 people to get affected. But if 300, if we can even break that down to 30 and even bring it to zero, then that's it. So you mentioned that you're from agribusiness and then you're now working in the power industry and you trust these people with the power industry. And you've been here for 21 years? In this industry. Industry industry for 21 years. So what draws you to the power industry considering your background? Yeah. No. For me, I mean, how did you decide to you know that you wanted this to be your career now for twenty years? Yeah, well, for one, I think uh, uh, I, I I enjoyed the uh, well, you know, when I started in the industry, I enjoyed the uh, what do you call this the um, uh, the setup of the industry. You no, know, mm. because you no, know, and until now, what really drives me is number one. Uh, well, probably just like any industry, you no, know, but specifically for this. Uh, there are many technological advances and innovations that are actually yeah. out there in the market. No? I mean that you could uh, you could bring in and. Uh, but what I really want is like rather you no know, is I'm able you're able to balance technological advances you know, the investments here you translate it to uh, what the consumers you know, will be paying for and the. Uh, of course, I mean the company's uh, financial statements. Mm. No? So you're able to, you know, bring in advances to the point that this is the optimal 
technology mm-hmm. or the optimal solution needed because this is what the consumers could afford and this is what would give uh, the company the returns. Mm-hmm. No? So, you know, I, I, I've always been uh, excited about that. Like, I, um, one example is uh, when I did the uh, power plant in Concepcion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when, and it is true, no, that all uh, generate all generation, well, the, the generation rate is actually passed on to consumers. Yes. Right? So, I remember one uh, one big generation company was telling me, well, why do you have to invest in a, uh, well, what we call, uh, uh, well, why, why would you have to invest in a, in a certain equipment? Now, we're in it would actually bring savings to consumers, no? because, I mean, you will use less fuel. Wherein, the industry, you pay, you're getting paid full. <laughs> so what is your incentive? I mean, why would you want to bring it down when you're, be, you're being paid full? <laughs> yeah. Okay? So again, I mean, that's a conventional thinking. But I was thinking, I mean, wouldn't it help? I mean, if you could save, I mean, if consumers could... Uh, uh, could save what five centavos, ten centavos uh, per kilowatt hour. Now, of course, it needed to. Well, the uh, the investment was quite high, but you actually have less fuel. No, I mean you know, I mean that's where mm. I get excited mm. no, to 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 do the computation and see. <laughs> and at the end of the day, there's consumer benefit to it. So, with that in mind, what is the future for Iloilo with more power? Ah, yeah. Yeah, for Iloilo, I think uh, for now, uh, when we started, I mean, we were not even at the standard. I mean, we were even substandard. No, but now, little by little, we're bringing it to, uh, uh, to well, I would say to better position. No, but uh, you know, five years down the road, what we'd like to see, no, is really to have a system, a very robust uh, system, wherein it is well, what we call an intelligent system. Mm. Right now. Our systems are, if something goes wrong, manually, you have to turn it on, turn it off, you know, and then look for it, uh, very manual. Mm. I mean, I remember, um, well, I, I would compare this, let's say, uh, to, a, uh, to a car. Now, in the past, uh, I mean, your, your, your car, I mean, without those intelligent chips there, now you have your carburetor, you have this, you have that, and you do the adjustment mm. not to make sure that the power... Uh, Airflow and the power and the gasoline flow, noise, so forth and so on. But now, I mean, you just leave it. I mean, it's just a chip. It's the chip actually that plays within the no? no, That even if, um, I mean, you'd like to uh, maintain certain speed, it is the chip mm. within the car that adjusts your speed, the fuel, the, anoto, the airflow, so forth and so on. So you maintain the anoto. So that is the kind of system that we want to see here in Iloilo. An automated self-correcting system. Correct. A very strong uh, system wherein it's an intelligent system where uh, well, we would be putting in a SCADA system no? where the substation and the recloser and the, uh, let's say, fuse link are all talking to each other. No? Because right now what happens is when, let's say, there is one feeder that's out, there is no way that power will be back unless you correct it. Mm. So what we're trying to do, which is actually just very standard, is that the feeder should be interlinked. So if something goes wrong here, 
you have uh, something, uh, well, something that happened in this area, you would have another way of bringing in power. No? So the un un unaffected portion no? mm. would, have, uh, would have their power. Only the affected, again, from the 3,000, just about 30 lang ang affected. Mm. But you do that, you're able to do that if things are, uh, well, we're able to do that now, but the response time is very long mm. because it's all manual. Mm. But if it is an intelligent system, I mean, we're just talking about seconds. No? And it is not, it is not new. Mm. No? It, is, uh, it is present. Uh, I mean, these technologies are there. Uh, we're just not aware about it since uh, we don't have it. Correct, correct. Yeah. No? Mm. In, in fact, I remember, uh, well, in one of my board meetings, uh, some of my directors uh, would say, uh, why is it here in Manila? I mean, we've been here, what, 20 years? And I can recall we only had one or two brownouts during typhoon. But all the rest of it, no brownout. Why is it in Iloilo when you report, there is always brownout? Mm. Okay, now, again, I mean, uh, uh, unknown to every, to most of us, you know, is uh, the kind of faults that's happening here are also the same faults that's happening there. Except that their system is already intelligent. Mm. So if something goes wrong, no, God, I mean, there's uh, there's a way that power is brought back. No, there's a way. Na, and right now, probably, well, as we speak now, no, uh, we we we've already uh, installed about sixteen or eighteen auto reclosers. Mm. That's why some of you would already uh, see that pag nakakaroon ng dalawang blinks. Mm. No? That's actually the uh, uh, the effect of the uh, reclosers that we put in na binabalik na automatically. No? So, dati-rati, nung wala yung uh, ACR, brownout yan. Mm. Then we would look for the fault, kung saan yan, no? and then after 30 minutes, power back. Mm. But now, you, you have these two. But again, in a more intelligent system, you won't even see those blinks. Yeah, it will just uh, consistently it go It will consistently, and it means a balance, no? I mean, of the whole system. Uh, well, like uh, right now, we are improving, let's say, the sub-substations, mm. no? the capacities. But the problem is, uh, well, problem for now, but it is going on uh, rehabilitation, is that you actually have to have, kung sa water pa, you have to have actually bigger pipes. Because otherwise, mm. I mean, the pipe, no, uh, it'll I mean, burst. Ah, it will burst, mm. and I mean, you will just have so many wastage. No, uh, uh, water will be uh, is released. No, so what you need to do is actually change the pipe to a bigger pipe. Yes, and I mean that's how we have to look at the power system. No, that uh, it is actually like a pipe. Mm. I mean, it is physically a pipe. No, that if this is the volume of water that is needed. Then it has to have this, the, the correct size of pipe, or in this case, the correct size of uh, of, of wires, mm. to be able to transmit it. Mm. Now, uh, our wires here are, I would say, circa 1960s, 1970s. Mm. No, that if uh, if well, again, going back to uh, and you mentioned it, it would burst. Uh, that here, if those lines are actually overloaded, they snap. Mm. So we have to rehabilitate. So there has to be that balance, really, uh, system. So it's a process. It's, it's definitely a process. A process. Well, uh, it's a, I, I know it's a difficult process no? because, I mean, we get affected by uh, 
uh, outages, no scheduled outages. But you know, uh, very recently we uh, uh, we were able to bring in a team, no, several teams, and the teams will actually be increasing no, because I'll be signing more contracts. We are now doing live works. Mm. No, for as long as the poste, there's no change of poste, no, uh, and of course no no change of the physical lines. We're now able to do uh, live work while electricity is. So without interruption, you can rehabilitate. Without interruption, but that cannot be the answer for all. Yeah. No? I mean, uh, again, in the past when we need to uh, rehabilitate or change, let's say some pin insulators, no? uh, we, we, we within the uh, uh, within the system, we would uh, I don't know, uh, ask for an outage. No? But now for pin insulators, yung mga cross arms na ano to, no more. No? I mean, we do it live. But if we have to change the post, we have to change the wires, mm. no, then we need to ask for outage. So, I mean, all of this are part of the, again, uh, I mean, the efforts no, that we're bringing in, no, uh, you know, to, 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 to have a, an improved system. You know, listening to you now with your talk about the rehabilitation, the modernization, and the technical aspect of it, uh, I would think you would be an engineer. But... <laughs> this is not even uh, the main part of what you do. This is just a portion this is of a portion. what you do. That's correct. Yeah. Because most of what you do is actually the whole company itself, not just the technical side. Yes. Well, although now, I think it would, uh, well, I would spend well, lopsidedly you know, <laughs> a big uh, a, a chunk of my time here. You know, because, I mean, I'm also trying to understand uh, what are the systems. You know, because... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, again, people. No? Uh, sometimes people would have their own biases, no? their, their, their own comfort zones of how to do it. Uh, and I guess my role there, again, is to challenge. No? And again, ask the question, I mean, is that optimal for Iloilo City? It's to make sure everything is aligned. Correct. No? And also to, again, I mean, before zeroing in on something and say that this is it, let's consider the other options. No? And... Uh, uh, well, of of course, not going into an analysis paralysis also mm. that you keep on analyzing without you know making a decision, mm. but consider you know, all the possible things and look for the most optimal uh, solution. Then boom. So considering the amount of time you spend on all of the things that you do now, I'll ask you a question that I ask every guest here on Coffeinated. Wow. What does a regular day look like for Mr. Ruel Castro? Okay. Uh, what's a regular day? Okay, well, I normally get up at uh, 6 o'clock. Mm. I mean, I'm able to do it here in Iloilo, no? and I'm so happy. <laughs> in Manila, 6 o'clock would be, uh, what do you call this, uh, would be a rest day. Okay, But here, <laughs> 6 o'clock, able to wake up. Uh, at the top. Uh, of course, I mean, do the... Uh, at 6.30, I normally would uh, attend the Mass, an mm. online Mass. No? Uh, so that's between 6.30 to 7 o'clock. So at 7 o'clock, uh, so you're finished uh, with your uh, bathroom uh, uh, preparation, you're finished with mass, so you're a bit ready for mm -hmm. the day. So at 7 o'clock, uh, that's when I turn on my, well, read my phone. There are about three uh, Viber groups that are very important for me in the morning. Uh, well, one uh, there's one Viber group that we would actually uh, 
well, with, 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 with the technical people, no? if there are outages that happen the night. Mm. So that's the first uh, group that I look into. And if it's clear, ah, I take a very deep <laughs> breath. Okay? I mean, hi, thank you. Okay? <laughs> then second is that there is this uh, group uh, uh, wherein there are customers. And the, no? So I see if there are new uh, customer complaints. No, and then see if uh, what are doable within the day, what are ano to, so and if, if there's no action yet, no, then start to assign it. Okay? And third is, of course, the family. Oh. <laughs> then I look at that and everything. The, you know. Do you have kids, Mr. Cash? Yeah, I have three. The eldest is already working, uh, happily working uh, at home. And uh, the second is first year college. And uh, the youngest is actually uh, grade 12. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're happily working uh, from home. Mm. So sometimes they would complain. So I tell them, no. I mean, you should be happier working from home for two things. One is that you have a work, and number two, you have a home. Okay? So, I mean, if you have those two, then, I mean, there's no... Uh, <laughs> we couldn't complain because others don't have work, mm. others don't have home, others don't have work and home. So, I mean, uh, we stopped. Mm. I mean, just... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so at seven thirty, seven forty-five, eight o'clock, uh, ready for the office. So I go to the office. I mean, that's when I, uh, I would actually spend most of my time in office. Uh, yeah, of course, meetings, zooms, now and also uh, mostly for technical, mm. uh, and of course. Uh, in a periodic basis with my finance. If you were to quantify your focus now from for technical finance and mm. management, what percentage would be for technical? Not technical is about 50%. 50% of yeah. uh, 30% will be uh, customer, no? and uh, well, customer care no? mm. uh, items, and then uh, finance and all the others, regulatory and the others. Mm. No? So, yeah. Then I would have uh, lunch in the office, you know, uh, still meetings and you know, uh, the whole day. Uh, well, since I'm staying alone here, you know, so I would normally take dinner in the office you know, and uh, leave the office at uh, normally. <laughs> <laughs> on a regular day. Yeah, on a regular on day. On a regular day. At 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, 9.30. Then, uh, so I'm happy if I compute back and say if I wake up at 6, then I should be on bed at 11. That's seven mm-hmm. hours sleep. So uh, 11, uh, try to knock off. So throughout these days, what typically ty- what type of people do you typically surround yourself with? You know, for your own personal growth? Uh, for what or... those uh, who are negative of uh, COVID. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, actually, you know, I mean, it's... You know, two things no, that I really saw uh, from, from, from this situation now. Daterate, uh, I mean, we would always, we always think of meeting people physically. Mm. No? And when this pandemic started, we started to say, why, wow, it's so difficult, you couldn't meet people. Mm. No, but with a change of perspective, when meeting them through Viber, meeting them through Zoom, is actually helpful. Of course, I mean, not us, not us. Uh, not as healthy as you know, yes, like physical no. Talaga, no? But I mean, we still crave the human interaction. No? Yeah. Uh, so even with my friends, with uh, to, we, we we would do we would meet. No? I mean, uh, by Zoom, 
No? And, Inuman. Yeah, well, uh, ako pulutan lang. No? <laughs> <laughs> Even with the family, you know, the fam- uh, funny thing is, uh, we actually eat together now. Except via that, Zoom. Yeah, via Zoom. <laughs> no? So, uh, uh, yeah, well, as much as possible, I mean, I, I, I join them for, uh, for meals. Mm. And, uh, well, dati-rati, it was so difficult to schedule our family rosary. Ngayon, I mean, it's so easy. So, so, of course, I mean, there are pros and cons. No? But, I mean, given the situation, I mean, uh, ganun, no? I yeah. mean, the people that, you know, that surround me, of course, I mean, in the office, no? and uh, uh, clients, actually. No? I mean, uh, clients come to the office or they call me no? and, you know, just have uh, coffee uh, somewhere. No? Uh, and, yeah, I mean, and you've actually taken up biking recently did. Right here in Iloilo. I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, uh, actually, it's also a ano talaga. Uh, well, for one, I I, I, I like to bike. No? Uh, and number two, it's really more of uh, you know we uh, organize something for the office. No, so you know biking is not uh, biking is actually open to everyone. Yes. No? So. You know, I mean, even the substation tenders, even the linemen, you know, uh, they would bike with us together. You know? So we would go, let's say, uh, well, I remember uh, we would go Oton, we would go uh, uh, Dumangas. You know? And, you know, when you're after the biking, you talk with them, you know? I mean, you're, and you, you actually get to know better uh, these people. Mm-hmm. You actually get to feel better uh, you know, I mean, uh, the things that they're feeling in their... It's a sense of community. Sense of community. Then uh, sometimes one uh, example, uh, one example is, of course, I mean, I would always follow, uh, you know, management structure, this and that. But, you know, uh, it was one in one of our biking sessions, you know, when uh, one of the st- substation tenders told me, so, alam niya, mas maganda sana kung meron din kaming radyo. Radio. Although they have in the in the substation uh, with the antenna, I mean the base, the base radio. But they were saying, sir, sana meron din kaming handheld. Mm. Because they actually go out no, to the uh, transformers to, the, uh, to, to make physical checks. No, so forth. And sometimes the control center would call them, paki, ano nga, uh, of course, I mean, when it's already in SCADA system, you don't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. Because everything will be there. But Given the situation now, uh, what is the temperature, the winding temperature now. So he goes out, uh, looks at it, and then runs back, uh, control, control. Uh, no. mm. okay. Now, in terms of emergencies, he goes, this yeah. attack, no? because I mean, uh, the control center would need, uh, would need as much information. No? So he would be running. So sabi nila, sir, mas maganda kung meron kasi right there in the field, right, right out in the end, uh, we could already communicate. So because nga, no? So, kung nasabi mo na ba yan sa ano mo? Yes, sir, nasabi ko na po, pero mukhang hindi pa na-actionan. Yeah. No? But again, if I look at it from the context, no, na siguro sa mga boss nila, hindi na yan, masyadong importante muna. Mm. No? So, priority-wise, uh, ano to. So, you know, but because of that, no, nakita ko yung importance. Mm. No? And I said, but, oh, immediately, I mean, implement it. No? And again, this is actually coming from them. Yes. No? This is coming from them down there now. Of, ano to. I, I I would visit uh, ano to, uh, at night when I'm a bit uh, uh, 
well, hindi naman masabing stress, no? Or not even stress, no? When I'm on my way home and then I hear somebody working in Manduriao, mm. na ano to, so I would tell the driver, puntahan nga natin, mm. no? And then look at them while they're doing the work, no? So, for, observe them and then see, na, ano to. So, if there are any gaps you can fill, yes, okay. ways to make things easier for them. Easier for them to make it, uh, you know, as more safe for them, mm. no? this and that. Then, well, why not? No? So, and, yeah, and then that's my typical day. And <laughs> night. <laughs> so this is the last question, and I promise sure, this is the sure, last sure, question. Sure. What are three key takeaways that you'd like our audience to have from this conversation with you? Oh, okay. One is uh, give us the benefit of uh, uh, not benefit of doubt, no, but the benefit of giving us the space not to do our work. Uh, ano to? I mean, this is this this is not an ordinary uh, uh, situation. No, uh, well, we're even very lucky. No, that our uh, shareholder no is really all out. No, mm. I mean, uh, when uh, we said that 1.9 billion is needed, I mean, uh, no questions. If that is the way that we have to do it, do it. But of course, I mean, to implement that, we need. Time, no, and we cannot do it just in one swoop. No, it will mm-hmm. take time. So give us that benefit, no. Uh, and uh, ano naman, uh, we are trying to improve, and we are improving. In fact, by statistics, I mean, uh, again, I mean, uh, th- there are improvements already. Mm-hmm. That's one. No? Number two is uh, uh, sometimes, no, sa p- p- uh, well, especially from customer care, no. Tell me, sir, uh, ano to, uh, maraming mga negative na ano sa atin, no? which is normal naman. No? But again, what I would ask is uh, also try to understand our people. Yes. No? I mean, uh, uh, if there is one thing that uh, on day one no, that I really made sure that we would implement no, is the response, uh, is the, uh, resp- our response teams. In fact, uh, we well we have nine uh, pickups no? uh, for respond for our response teams. Recently, I am experimenting on motorcycles, mm. you know, what we call the quick response, mm. you know, because uh, I learned that there are some esquinitas, some cantos you know, that the uh, our pickup couldn't enter you know, because I mean it's too narrow, so. So they have to park somewhere and then walk in. And then walk in. And carry the ladder. Yeah. Uh, so why not uh, motorcycles? Mm. So And we're experimenting now. And it's getting very, very good traction. Very good uh, reviews. Na ang iba nga nagsasabi, akala ba namin hanggang grab food lang? Mm. <laughs> Meron na rin palang grab more. No? So... Uh, which is very good. Ano ba yun? Grab more, lala more. Grab more, lala move, lala more, no? kung ano man yan. No? So, but I mean, for me, it's very good because we're able to actually do faster response. No? So give our ty- our people uh, ano to, understand them also because, I mean, uh, yes, of course, uh, there are inconveniences for us, no? but sa kanila may inconvenience then no? i mean they're they're out from their family even during uh, you know, rain or shine i mean they're there working mm-hmm. no? uh, so i mean pareho naman tayo ng gusto no so uh, ano lang uh, little understanding so that's their first key takeaway 
That's the second. Ah, that's the second takeaway. So you still have one more. One more is yeah, trust us. Trust. Trust us. I mean, trust the process. Uh, trust the process. No? Uh, ano to? We, we, we we're serious and you've seen it. No? I mean, we're not putting in uh, petty cash here. Mm. I mean, we're putting in, uh, you know, uh, real real investments. Mm. No? And uh, all of that is actually to translate to better service, really. No? So, yun lang. One is uh, give us time. Number two, understand us. And number three, trust us. Mm. So thank you, Mr. Castro. Thank you thank for your stories. Too. And thank you for sharing this mug of uh, Sol Coffee thank with you us. Too. Thank, thank you Thank you for much. your service yeah. and your contributions to Iluido City. And we wish you more power in the future. Salamat po. Thank you very much. <laughs> and thank you. That wraps up Season 2 of Coffeinated. Thank you for being with us through litters of coffee and lifetimes of stories. If you happen to miss out on any of the 10 episodes, it's all right. You can find Mr. Castro Stories and the others over at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on anywhere else you can get your podcasts. I'm drinking solid coffee for this last episode. This episode was also produced by Prometheus. I'm Elsid, and we're at the beautiful Courtyard by Marriott Iliilo. We're brewing another batch come season three. Until then, keep living life one coffee mug at a time. Thanks for listening, and thanks for watching.